formerly known as JFabe, you are listening to Beard and Bear Power Hour. Power um, Hour? Power Hour, yes. Is that what um, we're going with? Power we're, going, we're going with Power Hour. No, power that's hour. it. This is, yeah, this is an hour of power. We are, we are, I'm, I'm thinking 80s theme. I'm thinking, I'm thinking all sorts, mate. I am thinking all sorts. Um... So yeah, no, this is this is Beard and Bear. This is our inaugural show. Um, we have left the developmental hell of JFabe, and we are now heading into a brand new world where hell. every sing- every single every single week you are going to get an hour, maybe maybe a bit longer, of me and Jay maybe talking. Maybe two. <laughs> yeah, maybe another two. You never know. Um, we're not just going to be talking about um, what happened on Raw and SmackDown. We enjoyed that format very much. However, um, we we've... that format for, for like main events. I think. Um, I think we probably will in the lead up. We may not quite be as um, fully 100%. Um, what what shall I say? Concise as we were previously. Um, I mean, I like. I'll... What do you think, Jay? I, I really like the go home show. Is probably probably yeah. a good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoy. I really enjoyed doing the go home shows. Um, Yeah, um, doing doing raw every single week. I don't think we're ever going to have, or I don't. I think it's going to be a while before we have an event that was as controversial um, and had as big a build as this WrestleMania. um, Particularly considering the Kofi Kingston angle, the Becky Lynch angle, as well as it being you know, in the state it was in, um, as a, as a, um, as an organization, I think there's, um, there's much more room outside the, outside of the confines of TV to discuss what's happening in wrestling for the rest of the year. Definitely. Um, so that's kind of where we are. Um, so as you know, we are available on anchor, Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, breaker, overcast, pocket cast, radio public, and stitcher. Um, we also have a YouTube channel. We have Twitter. Um, we are, I'm going to say we are giving you one week's leeway as an audience member before we change our links over to the Beard and Bear Power Hour. Um, what we would advise doing is um, just um, rating us, obviously, because that's a big help. Ratings are um, ratings are very, very important. They're better than views as far as we're concerned. Don't mind whether you rate us up or rate us down. We would prefer you to rate us up, obviously, if you enjoy listening. Um, that helps us make more content. That helps us um, get that helps us get a lot more kind of views as well um and we find that that will be well we we will love you if you do that um also subscribe <laughs> because we will we will be changing our addresses to reflect the new reality of the beard and bear power hour um moving forward so anyway jay what's going on man oh you know just going to work and um doing podcasts and watching wrestling and no daredevil 
Excellent, excellent. I am yeah. um, I am in a similar place. I am I am enjoy. I I've watched quite a bit of um, random stuff this week. Um, I've been catching up on my Orville, um, which is the Seth MacFarlane um, the Seth MacFarlane space Star Trek romp. Um, that's the second season out. It is. Um, well, oh, it's the really? second the second season is airing presently. Um, I believe they're on to season um, episode fourteen well, or I so. I need to get onto that somehow yeah. in some fashion. Yeah, um, I mean, I have been enjoying it really thoroughly. Enjoying the first, first season, so yeah, no, really, 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 really good season. Um, really good series. I like that yeah, it's light Fox and it's. Anymore, so. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. I like that it's really light. I like that it's really. Um, I like that it's really kind of. It, it doesn't try to be Family Guy in space. Um, you know, the humor feels a lot more natural to me. In the, it, it's not necessarily a comedy. It's a light comedy. Um, and I like that because it gives them the, a bit more brevity to be able to actually put some fairly some fairly meaningful stories together, um, but just have that kind of twenty first. Meaningful stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, do, do you not believe that? Do you not believe that they can be meaningful? Star Trek to me, Star Trek to me, has always been a case of taking an analogy for real life and then putting it. Put, putting it in a space setting where you can maybe have a bit of fun and and do a bit of uh, um, do a bit of a do a bit of a thought experiment sometimes as well. Um, a great example would be um, a great example would be one of the planets that they they visit in season two. Um, no spoilers here really, um, but there is a situation where they end up in um, on a planet where um, it is entirely astrologically based, um, their, their society is, and people born under a certain star sign are considered more violent than others. Um, that, to me, that that is an interesting piece of television, um, and it's a lot cleverer than your average kind of action romp, um, and it wouldn't have looked out of place in Voyager Season 2 or or, um, or The Next Generation, kind of some of the later seasons as far as, a, as, far as an actual episode goes. Granted, there was also a sequence um, involved in in the same group of episodes. Um, Welcome to where... the sci-fi podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, there was also a couple of um, a couple of sequences that were laugh out loud funny and very very crude um, in the same episode. But uh, but all in all, um, you know that's that's it's Star Trek for the twenty first century audience. I love it. Um, yeah, that's the kind of conversation you're going to get. On Beard and Bear podcast nowadays, um, because we are we are just branching out into everything we can. This week, <laughs> um, <laughs> this week we are going to be discussing Raw and SmackDown post WrestleMania Raw and SmackDown. Um, the controversy in regards to Bailey and Sasha. If you're not aware of that, that is that is some really interesting stuff. Um, Dave Meltzer also this week proclaimed that Johnny Gorgano two out of three falls match against um, Adam Cole was the greatest match WWE have put on in a long time. Um, in fact, he said no, 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 ever. No, no. Not in a long time. Yeah, exactly. In history. 
in history. history. Um, Me and Jay will be exploring our knowledge of wrestling to discern whether we can come up with a few better matches. Um, And I think we both have our picks. Um, We'd we'd absolutely love to hear from any of you guys in regards to what your favorite matches are. We'll we'll be um, telling you how you can contact us um, towards the end of the show. Also, a lot of new and familiar faces um, are returning to WWE TV at the moment. Um, Sami Zayn, Bray Wyatt, Lars Sullivan all seem to be um, starting to make um, starting to make their voices heard once more on WWE TV. We'd just like to discuss um, where we think that's going to go, along with Enzo and Cass. What are they up to today? Oh, you will find out if you continue to listen. Um, Cass we, XL. We will also look at the um, possibility that isn't currently floating, or the speculation on the internet at the moment, the question that people are asking, should WrestleMania be a two-day event? There is a lot of interest in this one as a question. Um, I think that there is there is room for us to have a little bit of a discussion about that, because I have my own opinions. I'm sure, Jay, you have yours. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, what's going on over the pond? Well, um, they're currently building up to Pro Wrestling Duntaku, and we'll be just looking at the card um, and just looking Looking at what's kind of what kind of gossip is over at that side of the world, and finally, um, this week was the premiere of Dark Side of the Ring from Viceland. Um, that is an American um, documentary um, series, which is non-WWE, which explores things that you will not be seeing on the WWE Network. This week it had its first episode. Another episode has been leaked. Um, I will. I have been watching that, and I will be taking you through um, my thoughts on that as we go. So, where shall we start, Jay? Shall we start with Raw and SmackDown? I think I think that's kind of where we need to go. Yeah, sure. Let's, let's do that. Okay. So rather than rather than tell you what the numbers were, all of that kind of bollocks, um, I'm just going to go straight. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just just because I haven't loaded it on my screen. Fuck, fuck, fuck the numbers. <laughs> fuck the we're numbers. Crap anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll go back to the numbers um, when when it when it's um, when it's SummerSlam season. But for now, fuck the numbers. Raw was crap. Why, why do you feel that Raw dropped the ball? For and after. Uh, WrestleMania Raw. This this is probably the worst one that's ever happened. Really? That is. Yeah, it was dire. There's still there's still no there's no stories coming out of it. There's there's no plan. It's just it's just an episode. Mm. It just doesn't make any sense. Ah, well, I heard there were some interesting points. Obviously, um, the Undertaker um, made a return, um, which is very unusual for the Undertaker. You can say return, but was it more of just a oh you're here? Let's let's use you. Um, I mean, I mean, possibly it's obvious that his path currently is um, towards Saudi Arabia, towards the big show, um, not the big show, the character, but the big show in Saudi Arabia. The big payday show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is um, WWE Network's cash cow, as it were. Um, I believe it's worth as much as pretty much all the other pay per views combined, bar WrestleMania, at this stage, <laughs> um, in regards to how much income it actually generates for. Um, the big brand. Um, yeah, I, I, the Undertaker's worth ignoring at this stage as far as his in-ring career goes. As yeah, much as I, yeah, yeah. you really need to be like, oh look, the Undertaker, yeah, the tombstone. Everyone. Yeah, I, I, think the last time the Undertaker was relevant um, on WWE TV, um, what would you say, Night of Champions, the return, back in two thousand sixteen. Uh-huh. 
I don't know. It was quite relevant. I've seen a bit of quite well for that squash match. Mm. So yeah, kind of relevant then, but obviously he wasn't. That wasn't a part of any That wasn't necessarily line. him, though, was it? That was. Yeah. That was basically the relevancy was the difference in how WWE treated him going into last WrestleMania compared to the previous WrestleManias. That was the relevancy of that. So the relevance, as far as I'm concerned, it was about him, but it wasn't down to him and it didn't involve him, if that makes sense. And certainly. Or just getting everyone ready for this year when he wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, I always looked at that John Cena thing as being an um, allegory for John Cena was playing the fan, the disappointed fan who has to prepare himself for a WrestleMania where the Undertaker does not show up. Um, and very much it was WWE's way of, of creating that straw man, which John Cena occupied, and kind of allowing that to, allowing that to play out. And then just to just to kind of put a little kick into it, obviously inject the undertaker into that segment as well. Um, just to kind of say, this is the full stop for the undertaker at WrestleMania. This is how you should feel as a fan. John Cena is how you should feel as a fan. Um, and the undertaker is going to crush that notion because he's too old. <laughs> <laughs> he literally did crush that notion. It was a squash match. Mm. So yeah, no, that fans got yeah. squashed. That, basically, that's pretty much what my thoughts were. It was, it was just a, it was just a physical an um, allegory for all those people who say WrestleMania isn't the same without the Undertaker, um, or the Undertaker should be there, um, and it was just their way of saying if he can't do the match, then we're not going to put him on the biggest show of the year anymore, um, and it's fine, it's good. The Undertaker is not being disrespected by that. He's just come to that time in his career. So, yeah. Um, I believe... Um, were there any other surprises on Raw? Um, um, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn um, returned. the only surprise. He's back. Yeah. Um, He's a heel. He's healing it up and he's healing it up quite well. Excellent. Well, he was always going to be good um, as a heel, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's all about turning on the fans and saying that they're all sycophants and all they want is people to get hurt and it was great it was great promo I actually really enjoyed the promo okay okay um, fickle 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 basically uh, not quite Daniel Bryan <laughs> kind of on the same lines I guess kind of on the same level um, excellent I'm glad to see Sami Zayn back um, he was fantastic in um he was fantastic in um, NXT. He, uh, <laughs> I was like, where you going with this? <laughs> yeah, he was fantastic in NXT, and also he was he was on the main roster for a while. <laughs> and then he got injured, and now he's back. Um, other big surprise, obviously, was um, Bray Wyatt. Um, uh, Bray, well, what looked like a um, thing for Bray Wyatt. Um, what, uh, sock puppet buzzards. Um, buzzards. Tell me all box. about this segment. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, <laughs> big old box. I haven't actually seen it. To be honest oh, with you, really, I've not seen the pro. I'm not Fair play. The, the, the vignette uh, or um, Bray Wyatt. I've not seen it. I think along with that, um, I mean, there's this there's this unification of the title thing. Um, there seems to be um, a bit of a tease going on in regards to unifying the title. Um, what do you... with the Kofi and Seth Rollins thing? Yeah, they yeah they just shut a little that much, didn't they? Though. Um, well, I think I think there's two there's two elements at play here. Um, the first is they're not, they're not going to unify the titles on Raw for one. Yeah, yeah, that's never going to happen. That is that's leaving money uh, leaving money on the table effectively. 
Um, but I mean, the other thing is the simple fact of live audience there got quite angered, I believe, um, because they were led to believe that they were going to see that and they continued to promote the show throughout the rest of the um, broadcast. And that's a long time to do that. That's a long time to get that level of attention. To then bring out the bar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the bar. <laughs> it's. WWE really need to have a bit more respect for its audience um, nowadays, I think. Um, in this day and age, we're in a modern product era, um, and I don't think AEW would survive if they if they were doing this week in, week out. Um, I don't think um, Impact would have the um, loyal following that it has if they, if they did this for the amount of time that they do it. Um, what are your thoughts? on this type of angle oh yeah well obviously um, it clearly was to anger the fans wasn't it mm. it's like we still control this product you may have a voice now but we're still going to tell you that we control this product and we're going to do it by doing it this way by bringing out this tag team and effectively crushing all your hopes and dreams <laughs> in yeah. one swoop yeah yeah i mean here's... that's pretty much to be saying we still control the show yeah at the end of the day they would have they would they would have got a better reaction for the entire thing had they have just said this is going to happen at Money in the Bank. It, it was like, we gave you what you want last night. Tonight, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, had they have just ended that promo by saying, it's going to happen at Money in the Bank and tonight you two are going to have to contend with the bar, um, then I think it would have got a much better reaction. Um, and it is, I, I, I think, keeping it going on for three hours with this match is definitely going to happen and then it not happening is it's an old style of booking that would have worked in the Attitude Era, but we're not in the Attitude Era anymore. We're not fighting for ratings and the audience are nowhere near as forgiving as they once was. Um, so, WWE? Well said, well said. Wind yeah. your fucking neck in, WWE. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing that over with us. Yeah, yeah, no, that's coming up. That's coming a lot across, across. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe Lars Sullivan um, also made an appearance on SmackDown. Is that correct? He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he. Um, it was like a rehash of Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Because the Hardy Boys just won the tag team titles against the Usos mm -hmm. in a fairly decent match. Mm. Um. And then Lars Sullivan comes out and then squashes them both. Yeah. So, Just like Brock Lesnar did. Yeah, so what we're looking at effectively is um, Lars Sullivan potentially taking that unbeatable monster status from Brock Lesnar and being basically... Um, but will they give him the advocate to go with it? Well, uh, that to me would be a great idea. Lars Sullivan needs somebody on the mic. Um, as as good as he is in the ring, he is no way... Well, as okay and serviceable in the ring as he is, um, his, his, his mic skills are better in a quiet vignette than they are in the ring. I think that's fair to say, would you? Yeah, I mean, his promos have come across like, I'm already a smart guy, but I will absolutely smash your face in, mm. in the ring. Yeah. That's pretty much sums up Lars Sullivan. Yeah. Um, what do you think his future is? Um, and while we're on there, while we're on the subject, let's speculate on Sammy and Bray Wyatt. Um, what do you think the future holds for Lars Sullivan. Is he going to be put into that Brock Lesnar style position where he is effectively um, a, 
B&M bargains Brock Lesnar um, next to Brock Lesnar's Tesco. Tesco. Well, okay, let's 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 <laughs> supermarket analogy. Uh, yeah, no, no, I completely agree. This is what's going to happen. Um, I don't think Lars Sullivan's going to get over. I think they'll push him. Yeah, and they'll put him in title contentions. I even see him um, going for the WWE title against Kofi Kingston, mm. um, looking like he's going to be a big threat, especially with um, Biggie having a injury now and being out. Um, yeah, he's got an injury. Oh. Um, That's shit. Yeah, so he could mow through them and have Kofi be the underdog in the situation mm. and obviously beat him because that probably will happen. Yeah, I mean... Because obviously Kofi is taking... Kofi will will go into um, uh, the face. I've forgotten the word I'm looking for. Basically, it's going to be Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he's going to be the, the face. Daniel Bryan. He's going to be the underdog that goes in and proves everyone wrong for a while. Yeah, um, that's providing WWE WWE actually allow him to carry the ball for that long. Um, I uh, I think they will. I, I think I they'll that, let him carry it to a SummerSlam. I think they're believing. I think again. Uh, sorry to say this twice within the first twenty minutes of this podcast. I think they're believing money on the table. If they didn't, um, I think they need him to keep hold of that title. I think keeping him as the face, Daniel Bryan's great, and I think they should really go the length and just wait for this to run out of steam because. You know, if, if, if this could potentially be the type of type, title reign that defines an entire era, providing um, they can keep the audience interested in this Kofi Kingston character, they could go. Yeah. They could go until the next but WrestleMania with, easy. But with one of the new day not there, maybe mm. the me being out for the next six weeks, mm. that could be a big hit for that. Um, yeah. Because... What kind of injury are we talking? Um. Something snapped in his knee. I can't quite remember exactly. Mm. Um, I mean, part of part of his value um, as a performer is his mic skills. So um, at least, at least he can be, you know, present during rehab. Um, and I think you could always switch to reality mode when it comes to Biggie um, and have that intermingling with the with the kayfabe of the new day um what i feel would be great would be uh, i suppose you can keep him on tv yeah there are ways to keep him on tv um you don't necessarily just not rest well yeah you can keep him on tv in that way in that capacity i mean touring is obviously going to take a lot out of somebody um when they are in that position um but what you could potentially do is um, segments in regards to the New Day visit him in hospital, um, keeping that level of energy up. Um, I mean, a, a five-minute video shoot, yeah, it's not great, but if you do it through the social media element, that um, WWE, the, that aesthetic, um, that is a quicker, that is a quicker method of shooting than necessarily driving an entire cram- camera crew and Bruce Pritchard out and telling them to telling them to spend an entire day doing doing you know two minutes of choreographed work. Um, so I mean, there are ways to keep them on. I mean. It's just cartilage issues. It's nothing major. Mm. Yeah. So, so. I, I would like to see him remain on TV, but um, either way, I think Kofi Kofi could easily carry this entire thing. I, I, I'm just hoping that we don't get another authority versus, versus the champion underdog story. Um, I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll take that out of the equation because then they'll be rehashing that way too soon. Yeah. Um, 
So I don't think that's going to happen. I think the whole Vincent Mann thing now, he's going to be done on TV belittling mm. the American king. Yeah, I th- the satisfaction of the story, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, the satisfaction of the story is the fact that he now has the title. As far as I'm concerned, you draw a line under that, you move on. Um, as far as the storyline's concerned. Otherwise, exactly. otherwise, yeah. you keep this feud going on with McMahon until, what, Kofi eventually loses the title, in which case... Until you get Kofi versus Vince McMahon. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be an interesting match, considering McMahon's age at this stage. <laughs> oh, dear. He's having a heart attack. He's... SummerSlam. Yeah. WWE. Book it. Yeah, no, book Kofi it. versus Vince. Yeah, no, with that. And that's where Vince gets regains the WWE Championship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think I, that's the thing, though, isn't it? If 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 Vince McMahon if Vince McMahon wins um, or not even wins the title, but if Vince McMahon continues continues that speculation um, and or some or a member of the authority continues saying that he's not worth the title that he's got, then eventually when he does lose it, if that storyline is still going on it almost proves them right in kayfabe do you know what i mean and and then we as the fans are robbed of that satisfaction of kofi kingston winning the title over the long term we are robbed of that um and i they didn't do it with daniel bryan once he won that title he was there um at least after wrestlemania 30 um granted it was a short reign for him but you know, there's th- th- that's my thoughts anyway on it. Uh, so, so the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> was there anything? Alexa Bliss is she? Alexa Bliss is black. She's in the ring now, like stupid talk show mm. thing. She beat Bailey mm. in a fairly short match. Mm. Kurt Hawkins beat the Revival again with a roll-up, <laughs> so they're pushing that forward. Uh, Revival's getting shat on left, right, and centre. So. They need to fuck off. They need to go. Yeah. They need to get out. Um, uh, we had Becky Lynch in there at some point. You know, two-belt Becky. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, Blackashe. Uh, yeah, Blackashe. Going strong in the tag team division still. Still haven't won any gold. I, I think that's going to be coming soon, considering Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins are the champions. Mhm. That makes sense. Uh, that's, that's all I got. That's all I got for Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, SmackDown. Because that's a good show. Good show. <laughs> good show. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds sounds great. Sounds like an absolute waste <laughs> of everyone's fucking time. Um, it, it was SmackDown. Any <laughs> anything else of note before we before we start talking about Sammy and Bray? Um, I mean, the main thing that came out of that really was the Hardy Boys winning the Tag Team Championships and then getting squashed. Mm. Um, other than that, not really much I remember, to be honest with you. Fair play. Um, I'm just going to have a look now to see if there is anything significant that I've forgotten. Two seconds. No, no, you feel free. You you knock yourself out, mate. While he is doing that, <laughs> while Jay is doing that, I'm going to talk about our YouTube channel. Um, obviously, that will be changing its name very shortly. Um, we've only put one video up um, 
then that was that was our conversation in regards to um, in regards to the ladies um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, that was really to test um, the format out and yeah, just make sure that we make sure that we could do that. Um, so what we're going to be doing in the future on YouTube, we will be um, putting clips um, from our show, um, obviously on YouTube, and we'll be doing that with a bit more frequency and regularity. In addition to that, um, we may later in the year kind of start looking at maybe adding some specific content to YouTube with a bit more with a bit more flair to it. So definitely, um, that is that is something to um, keep an eye out for. We almost did a reaction cam this year um, for WrestleMania. We should have. We should have done. It, it would have been absolutely terrible. It would have. have I. I. Basically, <laughs> the problem with the reaction cam is, like, you're supposed to do a highlights show. I was not willing to sit through what we're looking at when you've got wrestlemania so that's like seven hours you've got um <laughs> new japan pro wrestling's um roh thing uh oh we didn't do a podcast for that so uh, it was good um was it as good as well actually <laughs> this, this is the question was it as good as wrestlemania yeah it was. i think the bigger question and the more important question in regards to the g1 supercard um and this is coming out of left field here because we haven't talked about this when we were planning today's show was it as good as double? Um, was it as good as All In? It was better than All In. Do you feel it was better than All In? Um, I'm, go I'm going to disagree with you. I am actually good. I feel that the variety of matches at All In, um, along with the the feel, even though, come on. Well, obviously, it's going to have the feel of this special show at All In, mm. but. ROH News Pro had that feel because it was at Madison Square Garden. Mm. Yeah, um, certainly it had the um, it had the feel of a great show. Don't get me wrong. Um, however, the ident and the presentation was a bit too fast lane for me um, in regards to the um, R right. ROH. What's it show? The ROH and JPW show. Uh, the G1 Supercard. That's what I should be calling it. It just felt a bit generic in its presentation um okay no i can agree I can agree with that it was generic in its presentation but um match wise quality of the matches uh, throughout the whole of the event was better than all in okay yeah no i can agree with that um i think i think for me i like the g1 super you're, you're going on a whole i mean those pacing issues yeah for all in like matches went over matches were cut short because of it and mm. Yeah, no. You, you didn't really find that uh, ROH New Japan Pro Wrestling, the G1 Supercard special. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, when it came to actual match quality, you are entirely right. Um, pretty much every match on there was fantastic. Um, I mean, highlights, highlights, if you were to... The highlight was Big Kaz, XL, and Enzo, obviously. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> those guys those guys trying to show up and make a name for themselves, always good. Um, the, the actual match that they appeared in, which was um, Gorillas of Destiny, um, with Villain Enterprise, um, defeating Villain of Enterprises, um, Los Incognables de Japon, and the Briscoe Brothers, um, that was probably the last meh match of the night anyway. Um, Zack Sabre Tanahashi after that was great. Kota Ibushi, Tetsuya Naito, 20-minute match, felt absolutely fantastic. Matt Taven with Jay Lethal, um, 
well, defeating Jay Lethal and Marty Skull um, in a three-way ladder match for the ROH World Championship. That was an absolute fucking masterclass in how to pace a three-way ladder match. 29 minutes, yes, 35, min- 35 seconds. Kazuchika Okada and Jay White um, with Guido um, for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship going 32 minutes and 33 seconds. Fantastic match as well. Um, and... Yeah, that's that's all I can say about it. It's if you do not have this product, watch it. Um, find it, get it from anywhere. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you, you can find um, ROH without having to subscribe to their uh, honor of something something that they have going on. Mm. You can find all of their weekly show mm. uh, by other means. Yeah, just not gonna. We're just uh... give you the. Um... Web address, I'm sure you can find it. Just watch wrestling. Yeah, just watch wrestling however you can. Um, I mean, it's always... Watch wrestling. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's what we do, isn't it? We watch wrestling wherever mm. we can. Um, we watch wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I owe... Yeah. Um, I owe nothing for the wrestling I watch. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it you were searching for, uh, by the way? What were we looking for? Um, just the other thing. Oh, just, just SmackDown in general. Yeah. Lots happened in SmackDown that I've obviously forgotten. Yeah. Uh, story progression actually happened, which is fantastic. Um, so, yeah, started off with New Day, congratulating, ended up with McIntyre coming out with the bar, going to do a match, mm. blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, yeah, we had... Um, a six-man tag team match as well. Mm. Uh, Ali Ricochet, Alistair Black versus Andrade Rusev Shinsuke. That actually was a really good match. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed watching that match. But that's the story progression coming out of this. Uh, Randy Orton after the match came in and RKO'd um, Ali, so they're going to have a bit of a thing going on for a while. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, why not? Is Randy Orton going to put over Ali? Yeah, I mean, that's always the question with Randy Orton. Um, I mean, I think if... I think if anybody has the the level of um, professionalism that Randy How Orton has... How many in a bag do you think he's going to get? Yeah, I mean, Randy Orton, at the end of the day, <laughs> is... Got a level of professionalism in him, like, shitting him back. <laughs> Randy Orton, at the end of the day, is just one... He has of, none. Yeah, he has no professionalism. He's just one of those guys. <laughs> and, utterly honest, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think it's... This is the test for Randy Orton at this stage as to whether he is going to perform as Randy Orton should be performing for the company that has pretty much paid for him for the past 20 years, um, or whether he is going to be the kind of guy who just cuts and runs to AEW. Um, because at the end of the day, you've got to remember that's in play as well when it comes to booking Randy Orton. The simple fact is Randy Orton used AEW as a launch pad for a higher payment um, when it came to contract renewal season. Um, of course it is. So from WWE's perspective, this is re- where they really need to they really need Randy Orton to prove what he paid for, um, and he needs to elevate he needs to elevate Mustafa Ali or WWE. He could pull the same stunt next year or next time his contract comes up for renewal, and WWE could very easily be turning around and saying, "See ya." He's, he's learned from Brock Lesnar. Hmm. He has, but he's, <laughs> he's the, yeah. the problem is he's not Brock Lesnar. He is not Brock Lesnar. Randy Orton's never going to have his. He's never going to have his um, pipe bomb moment. He is never going to have his. He's never going to have his um, 
Kofi Kingston moment. He's never going to have his yes moment because he is just happy being Mr. Middle of the Road. And I don't think we're even going to see from Randy Orton another storyline quite as quite as good as even the Evolution storyline again. You know, um, his last great storyline, as far as I'm concerned, was his feud with Bray Wyatt. And that had a payoff, which, quite frankly, was about as valuable as a shit in a bag. Yeah. No, no, I completely agree with you there, Rich. I don't have anything to say against that one. Yeah, so it, he needs Randy. I feel that it's more important that Randy Orton Sorry, puts him in. <laughs> I, I feel, Beard, that it's more important for Randy Orton to do a good job and get and elevate Mustafa Ali. Or as far as as far as WWE is concerned, what have they got other than somebody who is taking their money and appearing at shows and selling merch? Yeah. And um, well, we'll be back in five minutes, and we'll be speaking about how possibility of Braun Strowman facing Samoa Joe for the US title after the shakeup. Hey, Bear, what are you doing? Why, Beard? I'm checking out Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocketcast, Radio Republic, and Stitcher, which is where you can find the Beard and Bear Power Hour. What wow. Do you, I know. Isn't it just amazing? It is. We're on so many different platforms. I know. Were you aware we are also available on Twitter and YouTube? Crazy. Isn't it just? That's why every single morning I like to go on those sites, unsubscribe, and then subscribe again so I can have that wonderful experience of subscribing over to us. And over and again. Exactly. And you'll want to do that too. Definitely try subscribing. It feels great. And unsubscribing, subscribing again. <laughs> well, no, don't actually unsubscribe. <laughs> well, actually, just subscribe. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's Thanks. We're, we're happy to do that. Thanks. Bit of error. And we're back. Beard and Bear Power Hour. Uh, so, Jay, um, what was the next subject on our list? Um, I was just um, talking about Braun Strowman um, attacking Samoa Joe. Possibly Braun's going to get moved over to SmackDown in a shake-up just to give him mm -hmm. a bit of something to do. Because yeah. he's gone stale on Raw. Probably going to this... go after Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe's going to lose. He's going to get a title finally. Um, I, I think I that... I think that that's a good idea. Superstar shakeup. Um, in regards to that, is, are we actually are we actually in an acknowledged superstar shakeup at this stage, or are they just mixing yeah, no, both? It's, it's, it's been mentioned um, already on on TV. Oh, okay. So, so the brand the brand split will probably kind of settle down once again after after Money in the Bank. Then I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Much. Awesome. Um, I would like to see them unify the titles. I just don't think they're going to do it yet. I think they'll, they'll, if they're going to do it, they're going to wait until um, they go live on Fox. And that could actually be the main event because mm. they'll want to bring the ratings to Fox with that main event. That would make sense, actually, um, especially if there's a big ticket name involved as well. Um, I mean, obviously, Kofi Kingston um, and Seth Rollins is great. I don't think it needs to be a don't think it needs to be a three way match either. Um, I'm, I'm concerned about Braun Strowman's presence on SmackDown, considering Lars Sullivan is already is already appearing on it. Um, 
too many big people on one show can sometimes detract from the quality of that show. Um, we've certainly seen that in the case of Raw, um, and I feel that the amount of giants on Raw is part of the reason why it's why it is such a such a problem. Having the two biggest giants on the same show just means that you're going to see a lot of big guy versus big guy feuds. And for me, two big guys in the ring not that interesting i know vince mcmahon gets a gets a wetty for it but (laughs) (laughs) the rest of us the rest of us aren't particularly that interested in seeing in seeing what is effectively two people who can't work um kind of amble around the ring for 10 minutes look at the undertaker and kane two of the two of the most solid big men workers of all time every single time they got in the ring against each other they were fucking garbage they were absolute garbage the first match with austin when he was the referee was absolutely terrible until austin interjected himself and sort of stoned everyone everywhere yeah um and take (laughs) take the inferno match i mean that was that was one of the most one of the biggest well, one of the most ridiculous wrestling matches that ever happened, um, and there was just nothing to it. It's and and you see this time and time again. Um, you go for you go for the Big Show Undertaker again, two fairly fairly decent workers. Um, the Giant Kevin Nash. Um, well, right, not neither of those are. Well, Kevin Nash is a great worker, but um, at the time the Giant was not. But uh, my point stands: just just throwing two big guys nets in in into the same mix, unless they become a monster tag team, um, which you know worked well for the Brothers of Destruction. I, I uh, this for me gets a thumbs down. Board board gets a thumbs down. Sorry, I was reading through something. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this for, excellent, excellent. It's it's good that we're it's good that we're both present for our audience at all times. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's always me though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Very often, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear me. So um, a thumbs down for the Brothers of Destruction because sorry. <laughs> sorry, no thumb, thumbs down for um, thumbs down for uh, Braun Strowman going over to SmackDown um, while Lars Sullivan is. I I would say. Send Lars Sullivan to Raw. Um, that could still happen. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping it does, um, and have Braun Strowman there, or put them, or put them both in a tag team on SmackDown. That's all you can do with them. Don't put him in a tag team. Look terrible. <laughs> terrible idea. Well, with Paul Heyman as their advocate. Terrible idea. You know, it'd be a good time Ter- to. No, no, it, it'd be no, a good... no, no, no. It, the advocate would only work if if it's for if it's for Lars Sullivan, not as a tag team with Braun Strowman. They can't keep flipping him like that, like 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 Big Show. They've got to stop doing that. Mm. Okay, now I can understand that from a face and heel kind of perspective. That makes sense. I just want the bar off TV. I, I, I'm bored of them. I'm so fucking bored of the bar. I still like uh, the bar, but I am bored of the bar. <laughs> So, um, Sami Zayn, Bray Wyatt, what do you think their future holds? What's with this Bray Wyatt character? Um, do you reckon they're going to have refreshed the character, or do you reckon he's just going to wander back in um, under his under his old gimmick and just carry on being a destroyer of worlds? Well, they can't ignore the fact that he's got this different name who took over a body of Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Forgotten the name, you know, the whole story with Matt, Matt Hardy. Oh, um... And how they've been fighting over the, the, the galaxy for X amount of years. They can't really... Well, it's WWE, they probably would ignore that, wouldn't they? Yeah, they probably <laughs> Let's will. Let's face it. They probably will. Yeah. Um, so this, I this, mean... this, this, Bray Wyatt's never happened before. 
Mm. And this is where they're going to go with Bray Wyatt. He's never been there before. No one knows who he is kind of feel to it. Oh, he's new. Let's mm. just, just put him into the gimmick that he was in before, see how it goes. But we've seen that gimmick from him. Yeah, I mean, the only, it's, the only... it's ran its course, so they have to do something slightly different with this with this gimmick. Yeah, I mean, the only the two options, as far as I'm concerned, um, is either change Bray Wyatt and evolve him as a character into something completely new, or alternatively, return him to his NXT persona of Bray Wyatt, his NXT version of that, a more kind of rural kind of cult leader kind of status rather than the destroyer of worlds. I don't worlds. know. I reckon he's going to come back with his head all tattooed. Mm, he, uh, there have been pictures of him without his head tattooed recently released. <laughs> Bray Wyatt has a haircut. What does that mean? <laughs> Get a fucking haircut. That's what that means. <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, oh, that's good. He's getting a haircut. It must be a character change. No, I'm guessing he's just getting a haircut. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> everyone, everyone wants to see things from Bray Wyatt. I think, um, and we all want him to succeed. But he does need to have his character refreshed because his previous iteration was shat on. Um, should we move on to Bailey and Sasha? We could do, but I mm-hmm. just want to talk about how Lacey Evans is now going after Becky Lynch, and we're going to see that match probably at Money in the Bank. If anyone's got the talent to carry Lacey Evans. It's um, Becky Lynch. Yeah. Lacey no, no, be- Evans was coming to her own in NXT. I mean, she was getting really good. She and was. She had that showing in the Royal Rumble with Natalia, and it was fucking dire. It was an awful place to put her. Um, and she took too long. She was <laughs> not. She was not at the point in her career where a Royal Rumble would be a prudent move um, for her. To start her with basically to start her as number two, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, that is yeah it didn't work it, it no. all fell down from there it all fell down from that start so yeah i mean what you want to do with lacey evans in that situation here's how we would have booked it um is have her come in as a surprise um kind of bat number nine um have her come in have a few great set pieces with a few key players who can who can work well on their feet and then have her eliminated that's all you need to do with her that at that point to get yeah, her over. Yeah, that would have worked. Yeah. But instead she went in to a spot where nobody particularly knew who she was. Um at possibly the hardest spot in a woman's Royal Rumble, especially that far down the card. It just wasn't just wasn't well well thought out. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think her character, her character took the brunt of that. She, now, obviously, WWE are going to dress that up as she was unable to grab the brass ring, but it's, it's not that. It's, you have to protect your performers as well. This can't just work one way, WWE. This that's not how it works. You can't just say, "Here you go into an unfamiliar situation, get over." when somebody hasn't even been on TV for longer than a year and you're putting them in the fucking Royal Rumble? No. With, with someone they don't know. Yeah. It's, but then Natalia being the veteran should have been able to carry it. She should have been able to carry it, but it's not really a format where where everybody is able to carry everybody else. You know, it's, it's, it's an unusual format to begin with. Um, 
yeah, it's, it's just poor planning on WWE's part, and I've, I just feel so sorry for Lacey, um, considering the situation that she's in. Um, I'm hoping that this this will redeem her as a as a run. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're put into a top, to, to a sorry a top spot. Yeah. So. I mean, they obviously they down. obviously are rating yeah. her. So, um, well, while we're on the women's division, um, there is the um, Sasha Banks controversy coming out of WrestleMania um, weekend. Um, I'm going to go with Uprox, who um, broke the story as far as I'm aware. Um, this was yesterday. Um, just a couple of days ago, we were all wondering what was up with Sasha Banks, who wasn't on Raw after WrestleMania, cancelled a talk show appearance for unspecified personal reasons, and tweeted a message that was vague but seemed to contain doubts about her WWE career. Now we have some details which come from the usual grain of salt sources, to be sure, but a lot of what's being said seems pretty believable. Dave Meltzer at the Wrestling Observer Newsletter brings us, according to one person high up, Banks tried to quit over the weekend as she felt blindsided in feeling that, uh, in finding out that last minute that they were taking the tag team titles from her and Bailey. She had thought that the two of them would be given a chance to have a strong run and bring credibility to the belts, which obviously we all hoped would happen. Um, basically, she has been given a few weeks to think things out before sticking to a choice the company believes may have been made as a rash decision um sticking to a choice the company bit so that's interesting um Meltzer saying that it is from Dave Meltzer so it's probably tripe um or it will be at least be incredibly embellished I think we can both say that's a fact um Meltzer goes on to say that a second source confirms that she's been given time to decide if she wants to stay or go but wouldn't confirm the reason for her unhappiness although they did agree that she and Bailey would have learned that they are going to lose very late in the game a third source simply confirms that Banks is unhappy about this considering Bailey and Sasha have already promised a return and defend the belts at NXT. It's understandable why they were expecting more. After all, even if the Iconics do the same thing, which will be less in character for them as heels, it just won't be the same as two of the most popular NXT alumni of all time doing it. Someone on Reddit, oh, I love the sources that Rox uses, says that (laughs) Sean Ross Stapp of Fightful.com claimed in a Q&A that Bailey is also extremely frustrated with this whole situation. That's easy to believe. Even if she didn't have the same initial reaction to the news, she and Sasha are close friends in real life. So how upset Sasha is must be much more upsetting to Bailey. Sasha isn't the only person who's considering options beyond WWE. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter has also said that All Elite Wrestling is a common topic backstage at NXT and many people on the roster there are considering trying to change companies when their NXT contracts end rather than get called up to the WWE roster where they don't have much faith they'll be well used. So there's a lot of meat to that article. Um so let's start with let's start with Bailey and Sasha. Um how, do you, what do we know about Sasha's um Sasha's contract at present? 
I don't know anything about such. Uh, me neither. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what time scale she's on. I don't know whether there's clauses um, in regards to protecting a protecting a character. Um, I'm not or injury time. I I, I would probably well. I would probably say that there wouldn't be clauses in regards to um, protecting a character. However, um, I I would possibly say that this could be a legitimate reason for her to um, become griped up. I was certainly unhappy with the title change, um, and many of her fans were. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, if she, if she was going to leave, she could be called Sassy, Sassy Banks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> These are my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it looks like other people have had quite a few thoughts about it. Um, Cage has... Oh, go on. No, no, carry on. Um, cage side seats. Um, they released. Um, they released a um, piece earlier today. Rusev and Mizark Mikaze um, tweeted very different messages that are both being interpreted as being about Sasha Banks quitting the WWE. Um, Sasha Banks's husband, WWE costume designer, first ever up, up, down, down champ, Sarath Mikaze Ton. Um, tweeted out in life there comes a point in time where passion and pleasure intersect with business and finances where the smart choice completely contradicts the right one and when that time comes some people will understand but most people won't they'll talk about you they'll question whether you made a mistake they'll cry because they miss you they'll laugh and say good riddance but at the end of the day your choices are your own they're not for anyone to understand except yourself except is misspelt as exception rather than as accept just so you know life will become difficult the roads you travel may get rockier believe in yourself believe in your dreams and what they mean to you and as long as you stay true to who you are and why you make choices you make then they will always be the right ones um many people have interpreted that as being a message of support for um his wife sasha banks obviously um sounds like it i mean she has been unutilized on the main roster she may have won the women's championship multiple times but it's always been a 24 unless uh our reign Mm. Uh, the longest title reign she's had on the main roster is with these tag team titles, and that still wasn't that long. It, it was to the next um, pay per view. Mm. So, what, 20, 28 days? Was it? Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean on that, why mm. would you not want to leave? If you're Sasha Banks, who is possibly one of the best female wrestlers in WWE, who puts on five star matches, yeah, she's had a bit of a botch section in her career she has mm. done a few boshes but she bell to bell one of the best i think um, in that company um yeah and i think been underutilized i think the point uh, see you've got you've got two elements to sasha banks in the fact that she she has had one or two famous botches yes um i mean luckily there have never been any any massive massive kind of career ending injuries that have come out of them um and you know most people have always recovered safely i think that is um i think that is an indication of somebody who is willing to reach beyond um beyond their current position and try and reach further um in this day of in in this day of the wwe library and all of those all of those elements the simple fact is if somebody botches 
it is now immortalized forever. Whereas if you're watching a live pay-per-view event, unless you um, back at say 10, 15 years ago, when you watched a live pay-per-view event, unless you had a VCR rolling, those botches would pretty much go unremembered. Um, so you've got that. Um, Rusev um, continued speculation that Lana is in fact in charge of his um, of his Twitter account um, by posting mm-hmm. by posting Botchmaster is unhappy. Be gone. Um, obviously. That's a bit fun um, from Rusev, but I, I think that that's I think that that's probably going to be about this situation as well. Um, Ryback responded with, "I've been gone for almost three years, asshole." Um, directly to that post. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what this what this causes us to know is that Sasha Banks is definitely unhappy with the situation, um, and her husband is is very supportive. Bless him. Um, Rusev is probably being uh, is probably having his Twitter ran by Lana. And of course, that Ryback is hilarious. So that's what we've learned <laughs> from this. That's inter- what we've learned today. Everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's an interesting situation. I. I um... And did they did they have they punished Bailey as well by putting her in a squash match against Alexa Bliss? Could that be the case? Um, I mean, could it be the case? It it, it wouldn't be surprising. Uh, WWE are known for are known for very public punishments um, and. I don't know if Bailey offered any level of support to Sasha in the backstage context. I can see WWE taking it out on her um, rather than yep. Sasha, um, and also yep. using it as a way to indicate to Sasha that if she leaves, um, then Bailey's career um, would be in jeopardy um, because without one, um, they have nothing to do for the other. Um, that wouldn't surprise me. Places that Sasha Banks could go, um, obviously AEW. Um, ROH. ROH. I quite a good fit there to be fair. Yeah. Um do we know anywhere she where she add. has family? because um, obviously the uh, um she's she's tangentially related yeah, she to could go to Snoop Dogg's promotion. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I believe she's tangentially related to um Roman Reigns, is she not? No. Oh. Is she? I, I don't know where I heard and, 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 and um, Roman Reigns would then be related, which in then turn means that they're related to. Let's. Uh, th- this might be. Family. This might be entirely me just being <laughs> me just being completely off the wall here. Um, who is Sasha Banks related to? Um, is she related Top to the Snoop Rock Dog. or? Um... <laughs> no, it's Snoop Dogg. Music producer. No, you're right. You're entirely right. Um, I always assumed that she had a um, she had a tangential uh, relationship with the um, with the Anawahe family, but I. That's um, Nia Jax is. Yeah, I a must, part of that family. I must have been thinking of that connection. Um, I know that she's very good friends with. Um, I know that she's very good friends with the clan, and I imagine. Uh, but there's no, there's nothing for her in Japan at the moment. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. Fair play, fair play. Just me being speculative. Um, <laughs> yeah. So interesting. I, I, I think she would obviously be a bit, be a bit of a shot in the arm and a bit of a coup for AEW's women's division anyway. Um, so there is that. Um, and ROH probably have a few good matches. I will probably see her go to Impact though. That's my bunny. 
Mm, yeah, no, it'd be great to see you there, but they haven't got much of a women's division at the moment. No, I, I just mean, think... they've got no. the girl Kim coming back, they've got... I mean, Tessa Blanchard and Sasha Banks would be a good feud. I just think be a very good feud. I just think that when it comes to when it comes to women's divisions, I think um, she and Sasha Banks. I think Sasha Banks will more likely go with um, a tried and tested company um, like Impact or ROH than she would necessarily but go she's to. She's expressed interest, I believe, in um, all elite wrestling. So. Well, of course she had because they they've got the most money to spend on her. Um, so there is that. I don't know. It just I think she's more likely to have connections, um, a lot more connections in impact. That's just my feel. Um, I may be wrong. Um, but it yeah, she just she just feels like an impact player. She feels like an impact player. No pun intended. No. Not even a pun Gen- genuinely not a genuinely not a um <laughs> genuinely not a pun. Yeah, no. <laughs> so Dave Meltzer <laughs> this week um, came out with the belief that um, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, two out of three falls at TakeOver New York, um, was the greatest match that WWE have ever, ever put on. Um, he gave it a 5.5 5 out of 5. So effectively, on the Meltzer scale, that puts it at the same level as Omega um, Akada one. What are your thoughts on this? Um, Definitely wasn't better than Kenny Omega Akada one. It was yeah. a fantastic match. Mm. It was well paced. Was it on a par with Kenny Omega Akada one? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I love the match. I thought it was one of the better. It was probably one of the best matches that WWE have put on in the last five years. I've no problem oh, yeah, saying no. that. An excellent match. Mm. Um, however. The pacing of it was fucking excellent. Mm. Oh, definitely, definitely. <sighs> what are better matches than that? Let's let's go through some WWE matches which are better than this. Um, matches that you definitely feel are better than this. Should we do a back and forth? Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, one and two. Yeah, fair play. Um, Shawn, Michael, I mean, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Iron Man. Brilliant match. Yeah, I see a Shawn Michaels thing happening. Mm. <laughs> Which Sean Gogano and Adam Cole were influenced by. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That is fair. Um, how about NXT? Shawn Michaels. NXT brand. Versus Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the one where one of them had purple gloves on and the one had grey. Yeah, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Shawn Michaels, yeah, that happened. Oh, dear me. Um, yeah, so beyond that, um, NXT. Have NXT ever put on a better match than this? Let's start there. I would say that Andrade Johnny Gargano was better than Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. I would, I would go so far as to say that the Johnny the DIY Revival match was better than that. Yeah. Yeah, Dave Meltzer, yeah, you're full of shit, yeah. mate. Wind your neck in. Um, <laughs> fantastic. No, I'm not taking any away from Ray from them. No, it was yeah. a fucking fantastic no, it was, match. It was a great was, match. It was a five-star like match. An, on, on your edge of your seat kind of match. Probably the best match of the weekend. I'll, I'll go so far as to say that. I say it's contention with the ladder match. Yeah, that's fair. From New Japan Pro Wrestling um, and ROH. Yeah. G-card, G1 Supercard. G1 Supercard. Special. Yeah. No, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd go so far as to say that that you're, you're in the right you're in the right neck of the woods there. 
Um, right then, uh, I think it's um, I think it is time for us to talk about the modern day road warriors. Oh yeah, no, clearly a comparison there um, with Kaz XL and Enzo. <laughs> Thoughts? What a load of shit. Yeah, um, Cass, ditch this, ditch this guy. Um, you are the only one out of the two of you who have a career, who has a potential career worth saving. If you if you go to somewhere like ROH, go to somewhere like AEW, um, or go to somewhere like um, even Impact, and put in a good, solid five year, five years of hard work, then you may end up bit more seasoned and more viable a contender for heading back to WWE. Like, for instance, Drew McIntyre has managed. Um, this man is poison. Enzo is poison. He has the wrong attitude. He has absolutely no filter. And anybody who is anybody outside of... Anybody who is... Anybody who is not a seedy, dingy, we will show anything company, um, will not hire him because he's a liability. Because he's got his name back out there, and once he gets his name back out there, he can drop him. Quite possibly, yeah. Um, but he definitely needs to have that plan because he... Sorry, Kaz XL. Yeah. Um, he definitely needs to have that plan. The thing is, though, if, if anybody had big Cass... Um, Kaz XL. If anybody had Kaz XL um, on their card on his own <laughs> and just, you know, coupled him with someone, doesn't matter who, just just need a bit another big tough guy, you know. I mean, he, he has he, just come back from having a series of seizures at um, HOH. Mm. I mean, being in a tag team would be less less work for himself at this point. It would probably be better for him health wise. Yeah, or alternatively, get on a plane, go to Japan, mate. Mm, yeah, no, actually, yeah, he's got that kind of style, hasn't he? Yeah. So, he, 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 I, I mean, he could make a name for himself there. Bullet Club or Chaos, either of those two, or even Suzuki Gun, um, any of those would be great places mm, for him to I, be. I'd say Bullet Club would be a better fit for him. I think Bullet Club probably would, um, and I think it probably. Well, as I say, that's what I'd be doing if I was him. I would be, I would be getting on a plane to Japan, and I would, I would be leaving Enzo on the tarmac because that man is poison, and I genuinely, I love watching him, but I only love watching him like I like. It's kind of a crane your neck thing, isn't it? You know, like when you're going past a when you're going past a, a guy being arrested at the side of the road or something like that. You kind of crane your neck to kind of see what's going on, but you feel you feel like you're watching somebody's downfall while you do it, and you feel a bit filthy for it. That's that's what everything to do with Enzo is for me. Hello. Sorry. No, oh, I've cut out for a second there. Oh, okay. Um, well, I got everything on my side, um, but yeah, I, I, I was just saying, I was just saying, he was like, he is everything that's wrong um, it, with wrestling. Um, is is Enzo Amore? 
cannot rate cannot rate him low enough. Also, modern day road warriors, wind your neck in, guys. That is not that's not cool. They're just trying to create controversy. Obviously, the road warriors are one of the greatest tag teams in history, and they're just trying to trying to ride their coattails, saying that they're the modern day version of it. When clearly, then they couldn't lace up their boots. Yeah, they couldn't lace up their boots at this stage. Hey, beard. Hey, bear. What do you like doing with your Sundays normally? Go to work. <laughs> well, you just shut your mouth because that is over. Now you can go to work and instead of doing your job, you can listen to the Beard and Bear Power Hour. Whilst at work. Whilst at work. Or, or never know. Or, or on the bus. Or or or, or what are other things? In the bath. What yeah, on the in the bath, in the bath, don't on the sofa. On the sofa yeah, yeah, yeah. In your um, bedroom. On a roller coaster. On an aeroplane. Um, in, in Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Train. Possibly. Whilst wrestling. Whilst wrestling. Whilst wrestling. Yeah. R- Randy Orton. Randy Orton likes to listen to Beard. This is definite fact. <laughs> I'm going on record saying Randy Orton listens to Beard and Bear while he's shitting in bags and while he's in the ring. At the same time. Beard and Bear power hour. Power hour. Yep. Beard and Bear out. Beard and Bear out. We are into hour two on the Beard and Bear Happy Hour. Um, you are speaking to or listening to speak Beard and Bear um, <laughs> with me, Bear. And me, Beard. Indeed. Beard has travelled halfway across the city I have, I have. to halfway my home across the studio. City. As it is a Saturday night, we thought things could get a little bit racy, so we decided it would be good fun to just get together have a nice glass of wine, a bit of pizza, and continue continue podcasting it's from Saturday there. night. As we keep as we keep you guys on top of all of the interesting wrestling topics coming out of this April thirteenth week that I'm calling it. Anyway, <laughs> Jay, should WrestleMania be a two day event? WrestleMania um, should be should be. I completely disagree. Why? Well, (laughs) (laughs) oh, that wine is good. Uh, It is. It is very good. Don't inhale it. (laughs) (laughs) I have a habit of doing that whenever I, whenever I like to exclaim by drinking. I always end up ruining my drinking. Um, Anyway, so how would you format? A two-day WrestleMania, remembering that you've got TakeOver involved as well. Yeah, so you'd have TakeOver on Friday. Yep. Uh, day one on Saturday. Okay. Day two on Sunday. Okay. You would have two main events. Two obviously. main events, yeah. They've, they've got the titles to do it. Yeah. So you can have um, the Universal title be one day and the WWE Championship being on the last day or the most important storyline like time being on the Sunday as the main event. Okay. Um, interesting. They have enough. Ca- they have enough matches to fill two days. Do they have enough money to rent a eighty thousand person building for two days? Um, from Saudi Arabia, probably. Probably so. They're probably doing quite well with that money at the moment. They probably do have that money right now they to do that. Do, but and with the um, network being so popular and lucrative. The ref- Exactly. They will have the money to, to put that on for two days. 
I would prefer a shorter WrestleMania. I mean, here's the thing. But they could have a two disc, a two disc, three disc WrestleMania coming out of it, and they'll make their money back from sales of that. Even though they do have the the network, people are still buying DVDs. Yeah, no, people will still buy the DVDs and still collect it. At the end of the day, there's a massive offline market. Um, you've got to remember that. You've got to remember that. Shut up, dog. Monty. <laughs> That's Belle. Oh, well, yeah, you know, yeah. dogs. She's small and ratty. Dogs, <laughs> lol. Anyway, um, <clears throat> you've got to remember that I nearly wanted to die by the end of WrestleMania weekend. I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you were very lucky um, <laughs> because I was so very tired. It is a lot of wrestling as it is. Um, I want there to be a shorter WrestleMania. Um, quite frankly, I felt there was a massive period of this WrestleMania where there was, I was watching stuff that I would never normally watch. I would normally just fast forward for it. If, if I was watching a pay-per-view on catch-up, um, I would probably fast-forward through the match because the match itself did not particularly belong. interest me. Or belong, yeah. Um, I mean, it's not WrestleMania without Triple H. is just bullshit. Vince commented on that. He's the one that made Triple H have a match, saying, saying that the WrestleMania needed Triple H. WrestleMania didn't need Triple I enjoyed H. the match, though. I um, thought that was a very good match. I enjoyed the intro. Um, I love Triple H riding riding various vehicles <laughs> down to the ring. Um, it's it's always fun. Batista's entrance was definitely the best entrance of the night. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. No, it was it was a great moment um, that should be up there with that wonderful that wonderful. Um, botched by Callisto that time. He, he he flipped over the rope and looked stupid. Was that him? Uh possibility it was up there with Titus World Slide certainly it was ridiculous um, or Sankara one of them botched it one of them one of them one of them botched it yeah one of them botched it um, yeah it was good fun um, but all in all Wrestlemania just feels too long mate does it not no it, it is too long mm. I mean it finished at one o'clock in the morning I think it was in America mm. not not sure which time that was specific or the other one mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean <laughs> but, you got um, coupled with that as well the pe- they were complaining about that they were complaining that it finished at one in the morning but in the UK we're staying up from 11 o'clock till half five in the morning watching Wrestlemania yeah that's that's what it costs to be a fan of wrestling in the UK you just have to have that level of you just have to have that level of discipline you have to have that level of training you have to have that level of um, pure will and some coffee people, some people don't <laughs> necessarily have those things but I managed to stay up right till the end yeah so, you never went to sleep did I you never Rich? went to sleep no ever, ever. no 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 completely I mean, apart wide from awake Finn, apart from the Finn Balor match but no, no not at any other time at all no no no, I mean, no. yeah yeah no, it was easy <laughs> <laughs> Difficult takes a day, impossible takes a WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> but no, I think they would be able to do it because obviously there's going to be ticket sales for two nights. Yeah. And um, obviously, they, I don't know. They, they could do like a ticket, like you're going both days, you get 25% off one of the tickets kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of those things. I suppose. I suppose. I, I, I don't know. For me, it just all. All comes off as a bit 
too much. And then the main events that actually do happen do will actually mean more because they are at the end of the show instead of being halfway through or at the start. What about... This is a weird idea. What about if they just dialed back WrestleMania and made the rest of the year better? Or just make the rest of the year better and still have a really good WrestleMania? Well, really good uh, Really good does not mean really long. Well, this is, well, this yeah, is the confusion of a lot of fans. They got longer after, say... If you're looking at like New Japan Pro Wrestling and mm. Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom goes for four to four and a half hours. Yeah, of course. I mean, five. To be fair, it is five if you count the um, the um, New Japan Rumble that that kicks off yeah, the show. Yeah. Um, Wrestle Kingdom though is perfectly packaged um, insofar as a big wrestling show goes. It wasn't that good last time. It wasn't. The matches weren't as good as they have been previously. No, but as an actual package, as an actual pay per view, as a big one. I feel that Wrestle Kingdom is is a better format because it is shorter. Um, you know, they do have that time if they want to go over, um, and they have done in the past. But all in all, I prefer I prefer a shorter pay per view. Um, nobody ever says nobody ever criticizes a good pay per view for being too short. Whereas people will criticize. No, no, you're right because people, NXT Takeover yeah. is is one of the best things that happens every single time. Yeah, but I so. mean, even then, this year's Takeover was three three hours and sixteen minutes, three sixteen. And they're getting longer. They are getting longer. Um, it, I. But you're gripped to the TV through it. You are gripped to the TV, but look at why. I mean, there were five matches at this year's NXT Takeover. And one of them got five, five out of <laughs> five and a half out of five. Yeah, by against, Death Meltzer. against the seven <laughs> against the seventeen matches that are on the seven hours of WrestleMania. Personally, I a two day event. It sounds like a logistical nightmare. Um, I I think there's already problems with how they treat their live audience. Anyway, I don't think that there have been. Um, I don't think that there has been that many impressed faces in in the light of in the light of um, the light issue, <laughs> as it were, during Randy Orton's match. Oh yeah, yeah, um, they couldn't see, could they? Yeah, no, there apparently, apparently several people couldn't see throughout the night um, for various different reasons, including them selfishly deciding to just plop screens on the side of the on the side of the marquee, um, which obviously is going to affect the view of quite a few people. Um, pretty much restricts the view of anybody sat diagonally to the ring um, in some way or another, which, quite frankly, when you're paying up to up to six hundred, seven hundred dollars for a seat at WrestleMania, you expect to see it. You basically. expect to see the yeah. event. Yeah, um, I I think that I think that it would be a bad idea, and I don't think there'd be many cities that would be willing to host something like that where there was two days at you know, a large arena. I mean, one of the... Take, for instance, a small club, okay? Um, now, we have a small club in Nottingham that has days where, if it has two two bigger gigs next to each other, it has to have a day between them in order to renew the facilities. You're looking at... Not only are you looking at um, hiring the staff, you're looking at hiring front of house staff for twice as long. You're looking at hi- um, getting in twice as much food into the venue as would have previously had um, hot dogs, that kind of thing. So twice as much beer. I mean, logistically, it's a massive, massive overhead. 
but Bella for viewing. <laughs> well, by that logic, your you, your logic that, is on business, but my logic's for the fans. Although although your logic's for the fans, by that logic, why don't they just do it on a Saturday night and then tape delay the second out uh, second half? Tape delay, yeah. I mean, I if, mean, they if, could. If, but if it is for the fans, I mean, surely the viewing audience is the only thing that you're concerned. But you about can't take delay because uh, the second half would get leaked by people who were there. They would do a tweet. They'll face people go on Facebook. Yeah, they might. They'll, do they'll that, spoil but the whole thing. I mean, so. sure, your own fault for looking at spoilers. Yeah, I guess so. But it's inevitable that's going to happen. So if, what if you, you want, do that, so what you you're effectively asking this multi-million corporation to do is to not raise the price of anything, but in fact, just put out more put out more cost in doing this it's well, not, yeah, not they feasible. can afford it <laughs> it's it, yeah but can they saudi arabia saudi arabia so i mean that blood money's got to go elsewhere on the pyro yeah, well i suppose <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that's I, how they pay for the pyro isn't it um <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's probably how they paid for the pyro was mm, was just mm. the whole Saudi Arabia deal. I mean they're actually probably in debt now because they used so much pyro especially for Roman Reigns. I, d- I don't get that. What is with the Roman Reigns getting more pyro than everyone else thing? I mean that's just that's not fair. This Roman Reigns. See it's happening already, isn't it? It's come back. Yeah, it's not yeah. Joe anymore. He's he Roman Reigns, and then that's it. Yeah, no. Now he's got more. Now he's got more pyro. The next thing you know, he'll be he'll be beating. Uh, I mean, everyone. Let's talk about his next step. Definitely, going straight into a feud with Seth Rollins. Yeah. No, it'll be apparently it's Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Whilst uh, Drew McIntyre is going to be with Seth Rollins for a while. Okay. Um, obviously you're going to build up Roman Reigns that way because they're not going to shove him straight back on the title picture. That's the best thing to do. Oh, that is the best thing to do, but let, let's... But Baron Corbin has just come from victory from Kurt Angle, which, which puts his stock up. Let's remember who we're talking about, though. We are talking about WWE. You, I guarantee you Vince McMahon is already trying to find the shortest possible way to get Roman Reigns back in the title picture. Absolutely guarantee it. You mean by SummerSlam? Um, I reckon if he could find a way to do it by money in the bank, he already would have done. It's it going to be SummerSlam. Perhaps, perhaps. Maybe, um, maybe we get that that Shield triple threat. <laughs> 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 Who's going to play the third member? Uh, Cassius Ono. <laughs> ah, yes. No, that would be perfect. <laughs> I love a good Cassius. Or CM Punk. Yeah. No, Just CM you know, Punk. going into that story. WWE bucket. If if you know about that story, then you get the joke. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, For me, answer this question, final word, should WrestleMania be a two-day event? I 100% put thumbs down and say, not only should it not be a two-day event, I would also prefer it if it was never that long again. Um, In addition, I would rather that NJPW and ROH actually did their pay-per-view the week before or the week after if they're going to go to that city, um, just simply because I get that they're piggybacking off, off the NXT crowd. I get it. Um, but at the same time, <sighs> three days... is sold out a lot faster than WrestleMania. And, or did WrestleMania even sell out? And then it sold think, a lot faster yeah, than NXT. So how was that piggybacking? Uh, well, because rest, there were people who were definitely going to WrestleMania in New York City. 
I I think you've got to remember that if NJPW and ROH did that event just on some random Saturday, then it wouldn't sell out as fast. I, I That is a genuine fact. There were people who were already booked their tickets for WrestleMania and therefore were going to be there that weekend. So Might as well check it out. Exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, granted... But it sold out really quickly. It did sell out really quickly. Um, because I, Kenny Omega was going to be there. Yeah. Um, I think they're... <laughs> They're in a very difficult position now because they can't go back, but at the same time... They pulled off a really good show. They pulled off a so really great show. Whoever bought tickets for that, they got their money's worth. They definitely got their money's worth, um, or as much of their money's worth as they could, considering, much like us, back in Red Pro in May, they expected Kenny Omega, and he wasn't there. That's right, and the show was fucking awesome. The show was We had uh, Chaos and Suzuki going mainly, wasn't it? And a few members of the Bullet Club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Um, But yeah, no, it was a great show. Oh yeah, it was one of the best shows. uh, It was the best live wrestling show I've ever seen, um, without a doubt. Um, We've got to get more Rev Pro stories at some point. (laughs) We have to to go and see them again, with or without NJPW at some point, um, because those guys are are really good. They put on a great show, and the atmosphere in that 3,000-seater was just great. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, let's talk about it. Oh, it, so for you, it's a hard yes. On oh, that, yeah, on yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Fair play, fair play. Segway well, to New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, NJPW. <sighs> Lots of fun. Um, got to find there. <laughs> what? What? What is that look for? Drinking Jason? wine, Rich. <laughs> Drinking wine, Rich. Got nothing to say, Rich. Um, NJPW have exited out of um, their Super um, J Cup um, period and are now on the road to Duntarko. Um, road to Duntarko, that is that one. Wrestling Duntarko 2019. Where are we? Let's have a quick look for that. That's the road. There is Wrestling Duntarko. So, Wrestling Duntarko will take place um, in Hiroshima. That's on April 26th, 2019. Um, The main event for this show is going to be a 60-minute time limit IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship match between um, Shingo Tatagi uh, Shingo Takagi and Bushi and Sho and Yo. Um, actually, that seems really, really stupid. It must be a different one because no, no, that is actually their listed, their listed match. Well, it's in the road to, so it's not like it's the. the no, this is the actual. Oh, is that the road to? Road to. to. Where, yeah. where, where the hell's their main event then? Where, uh, what are they building up to? Wrestling. So wrestling no kuni. Road to. Ah, uh, wrestling. Presents. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Friday the 3rd of May. And Saturday the 4th of May, both at Fukuoka. Um, that's two-day event. Two-day event. Um, mm. I like that two-day <laughs> events. I Do think you? they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, on the <laughs> so interesting events. Um, however, the difference... Sorry, why the do you like their two-day events, Rich? I like their two-day events because the undercard on one night become the main card on the other night. And therefore, you get long-term storytelling told over two nights. Couldn't that still happen at WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah, but then it'd be seven hours again. <laughs> it'd be two nights of seven hours. 
<laughs> because it'd still be 17 matches it's just they'd be stretched over two days and then you get shitloads of tag matches at the start of every night isn't that what happens at New Japan Pro Wrestling that is what happens at New Japan Pro Wrestling but there's only four there's only four tag matches sorry there's only six tag matches <laughs> <laughs> okay so IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match headlines the first night that is um, Dragon Lee's first defence of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match um, against Taiji Ishimori the Bone Soldier we also will get the Never Openweight Championship match between Jeff Cobb and Taichi Taichi has been on fucking fire um over the past over the past year or so, he has got better and better. Um, Jeff Cobb's taken that. To be fair, he's just won the title, so I don't see Taichi going over that that soon. That's fair, and that is that is probably a fair kind of um, kind of assessment there. Um, <clears throat> so interesting. A very short assessment, but yeah, yeah, that's fair. Interesting other points. Um, Who's X? Well, I was going to come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when we can both see the screen as I work. <laughs> so um, As you work. <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, you just turn up and talk and drink wine, Jay. <laughs> Is that not what happens here? That's what happened today. <laughs> While so, you're working. <laughs> so the second night, which is obviously usually considered the main night, um, that is, again, um, at the Fukuoka Convention Centre. So um, they're they're holding it at the same place. Yeah, yeah, over yeah, two nights. Over two nights. Over two nights. It's also a convention centre with five thousand people capacity. Uh, that's a bit different than eighty thousand. Yeah, but they have more money at WWE, so they could probably do two nights. Not the fact they have more money is better. Just saying they could probably afford it. They could probably afford it, but they're not going to afford it. The point is, is if. Here's what WWE would rather do than spread it over two nights. They would rather have a 10-hour WrestleMania and start it at 3 o'clock in the afternoon than they would stretch it over two nights. If they stretch it over two nights, that means they lose a night of touring afterwards. They, uh, their, wrestlers have, their wrestlers don't get a night off in between then and Raw unless they, unle- like, unless they literally are telling people not to come, which Vince McMahon never does. I mean, even when WCW um, sat in the rafters for um, WrestleMania X7, Vince McMahon told them to bring their their wrestling gear. Sleeping bags. Their wrestling gear. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what are they supposed to do? Sleep in the car park? Yeah. I, I think short of... <laughs> I think literally short of moving WrestleMania over to a festival format um, with a lot of independent promotions dotted around it under the WWE banner... Um, which, by the way, would be fucking awesome. That'd be cool. That would be really good. Um, short of doing that, I don't think you're ever going to get a two-day WrestleMania. Vince McMahon would rather have WrestleMania start at 9am in the morning and finish at 1 o'clock in the morning and have 700 matches than he would stretch it over two nights because if you do that, then you remove part of its commodity value. I'm going to have Vince McMahon to my Twitter and see what he says. Uh, yeah, Vince McMahon, hit us up. Also, while you're there, rate and comment on 
Anchor. Also, we are available in numerous, numerous different places. Um, you can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. We have a Twitter. We have a YouTube. Um, so, Vince McMahon, please feel free to um, drop us a line. Just weigh in on this. Um, I'm going to add, add him to Twitter. Add him to Twitter. He probably doesn't run his own Twitter, but I'm still going to add him. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe he's got Lana doing it. Uh, <laughs> since she does recess. Um, so, the main events of the second night of Pro Wrestling Dundarko, Um You've got Tom Hero Ishii um, versus King of Darkness Evil. This is a special special singles match. Bit of a blowout um, for Chaos. Tom Hero Ishii is awesome. Um, Evil's c- going to feel that in the morning. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, <laughs> to be fair, Evil's needed a bit of seasoning on the Ishii train for a while. This could be the one, um, especially with a 60 minute time limit. I'm hoping for an absolute barnstormer. So am I. And of course, the main event is going to be for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Um, that is going to be Kazuchika Okada in his first event uh, defense since winning. Um, against Jay White at the Super Show. Um, and he is going to be facing, believe it or not, Sonada. Jay, what are your thoughts on the 69th champion? Because it's Okada facing Sonada as his first defense. How did Sonada get this match? I have no fucking clue. They just popped him in there like, oh, you can have a shot. No, I, I, I assume so. Sonada yeah. um, is a singles wrestler. Uh, hmm. He's needed to make that move. Well, yeah, but I've not really seen much of his single stuff to really have an opinion. Um, sometimes oh. he struggles to get through a tag match. Um, I don't know. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a very coloured view. Um, it could just be the simple fact that you've not been interested enough to watch a Sonata and Evil match since the the early part of their run, um, which I couldn't blame you for because there was a period when every single show had a Sonata and Evil match in it um, that you just no doubt will have skipped through because we all fucking did. Um, I'm interested. I quite like Sonata, but I'm not sure whether he is ready for that type of challenge. It kind of makes it feel like a bit of a... Makes it kind of feel like a you bit of a... You know who's oh. going to win. Yeah, a hollow challenge. It yeah. would be a severe surprise if Sonata won this. Um, I think they'd be leaving money on the table if they went into Dominion um, without without Kazuchika Okada with a belt on him, um, especially considering his, um, his popularity in the West. Um, one of the more interesting pieces of speculation coming into this card is listed on the fifth match, 30-minute time limit. You've got Will Ospreay and Dragon Lee versus the team of Taiji Ishimori and X. Um, that's just a shadow with an Phantasmo. X Phantasmo. Yeah, El Phantasmo <laughs> um, appears to be um, what a lot of people are saying in the comments. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, it must be right. Uh, I mean, it's Bullet Club. You know, straight through and through. Um, I don't see why they need to shroud that in mystery. I think there's more. We all know he's coming. So we all know he's coming. They've clearly telegraphed that. So unless unless this is just a case of them waiting for the reveal so that they can reveal it at some point at a, at a show coming soon, um, yeah, it's it's fairly obvious. What are your thoughts on um, what are your thoughts on this as a pay per view um, overall? Um, the, what the prospect will you be watching it? It's not really interesting me. Really. Mm. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I've probably watched the El Fantasmo Ishimori yeah. um, combination because that would be. They should have some really good tag moves going off. Yeah, I mean, um, they're a similar style, so they, they should have some kind of tandem. If they don't, I'll be surprised. Well, um, I mean, they could do the long-term storytelling um, aspect of them learning how to work with each other in a tag team. Uh, they could, which wouldn't shock me either way. But yeah, the, them against um, Repong 3K would be quite a good match. Yeah, I think it's fairly, fairly, um, fairly exciting as a as a prospect. Um, obviously, coming out of that, um, it's then the best of the Super Juniors 26 series. Um, they're gonna they're gonna take a um, nine day break um, before they start that on May 13th, and that should take us um, along the path um, up until its completion on Wednesday, June the 5th, 2019. And after that, it's Dominion 6.9 at the Soccer Joe Hall. Um, <laughs> Quite, quite excited for that. I know that they always put on a good show at Dominion. Six point nine. Six point nine. Um, that is indeed. Um, yeah. Oh, so it's June the ninth. June the ninth. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how they do it. Right. <laughs> no idea why. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I mean, Dominion six point nine. Um, well, I'll tell you why they do it actually. Um, because that's just what they like. <laughs> well, thank you, Richard. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. Um, you get all the best insight insight here on being a mayor power hour. Um, Kazuna Road comes after that, and um, then of course their big Southern Showdown, which has been um, making waves over in Australia. Um, that's going to be in Melbourne. Um, obviously, I believe it's already sold out or it is in the process of selling out as we speak. It's definitely going to sell out either way. Um, that's Saturday, June 29th. Um, then they enter the um, G1 Climax Series, which is going to be the talk of the summer um, up until the August 31st um, Royal Quest. Excited for G1 this year. Um, I think we'll talk about that on a later episode um, because last year's was so good, but we're kind of going over on time here um, by a large margin. So <laughs> <laughs> let's move into our final topic of the day, um, which, of course, is the premiere this week of Spike Jonze's Dark Side of the Ring yeah. um, for Viceland um, during... Um, during one of my seamless edits moments ago, um, we ordered a pizza from a local pizza place and enjoyed it um, whilst watching thoroughly, Dogs. Thoroughly enjoyed, enjoyed it, it actually. Yeah. They were very, very good. Um, shout out to my boys over at um, Pizza Base. <laughs> <laughs> they could be our first sponsors. Oh, yeah. Sponsored <laughs> by Pizza Base. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy their sweet chili pizza. It was really good. Um, and anyway, spinach on it. Yeah, and spinach, really sweet yeah. chili, chicken, um, onion. Peppers. Really, really, really good. Yeah. Dark side of the ring. <laughs> Oh, dear me. Um, so the first week um, already premiered um, in the US on um, Viceland, um, which I believe is another one of those random vehicles um, that I, I don't know whether that's it's a networked show or, or what, but I do know that it's been making waves um, for its non-WWE portrayal of WWE topics and storylines. Um, as well I'm as nodding. I'm nodding right as now. As well as non-kayfabe um, kind of malarkey that went on behind the scenes. The first episode was the Macho Man Randy Savage and Elizabeth, um, a match made in heaven. Jay, what were your thoughts on the presentation of this? Um, what did you th th think of it for a kind of short form one hour documentary? 
it, it was really interesting um, seeing the perspective from other people and how they had different stories of how things came about. Mm. Um, so no one actually really knows how um, Elizabeth got on TV. Yeah, which is quite interesting to see. Um, you find it, that that uh, happens a lot. I um, mean, the presentation—it was more of a a dooming <laughs> kind of presentation. Like you knew something bad was going to happen all the way through. If you haven't already, or if you've already known the story, you know something. In the end, something is bad's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, there is only one road that a story about Metro Man Randy Savage and Elizabeth can go down. Um, obviously, and it ends in the death of both of them. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So, I mean, not to spoil anything for anybody. But it was a, it was a really good insight. Um, mm into the whole situation and some really good road stories about it but also the possession of how he felt he should treat elizabeth was quite interesting to see and how he kept into the locking room and didn't really let her yeah i mean it's it's one of the real person really yeah it's, controlling it's one of wrestling's um most it's one of wrestling's most iconic stories as it is anyway um i mean the matchroom man randy savage and elizabeth they have there is so much more going on there than what is shown in the WWE side of the story um and it's one of those cases where a documentary should have been made a long time ago especially one not sponsored by WWE it's very good to see um how it was portrayed um without Kevin Dunn and and Vince McMahon's army of lawyers yeah, kind I mean of. I think they're meant to be doing their own documentary on those two so it would be quite interesting to see the comparison yeah what what is remaining in and what is left yeah. out especially considering some of the talking heads that are on there obviously I mean Bruce Pritchard made an appearance um Jake the Snake Roberts um Scott, Scott Hall, Hall um, Bischoff. and it was obviously narrated by um, Dutch Mantel Linda um, Hogan Linda Hogan yeah um, she likes TV <coughs> she really it. does like yeah. being on TV um, now all in all I love the direction I love the fact that the um, the music selection is not what you normally see paired with that type of footage mm. they used the archive footage that they used really well including some um, really rare stuff that WWE doesn't stuff have. I've never seen before yeah stuff that WWE doesn't have the library for um Definitely, no matter how you manage to see this, go out of your way to see it. Um, it is one of those. It is one of those. Um, one of those films like uh, Beyond the Mat um, or Wrestling with Shadows. Yeah, that no, it kind is. of will become. It's going to be a really interesting insight to um, stories in the wrestling business. Yeah, I mean, even to a lesser extent, us British fans got to enjoy Louis Theroux does wrestling um, many years ago. That was good. That was um, cool. I mean, all of those are still popular today in wrestling circles. It's definitely going to be a documentary series that's traded as a tape long after, long after um, any other foot way of getting it is 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 out. Um, another another episode has leaked um, so far. It um, it was already premiered anyway. It had already premiered as kind of the. Um, piece that they took it out as the premiere um, when they showed it at like you know the festivals and stuff like that like they often do with these kind of independent, right, okay. independent documentaries but somebody had leaked that um, it is um, episode 3 um, which will be airing um, in two weeks time um, it's aired on a fr- it's aired on a sorry it's aired on a Wednesday um, in America so that will date it as being aired on the um, 24th yeah, of there's, April. There's, a, there's the Vice channel on um, Sky, so maybe it'll be um, on there. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. I've seen nothing as to where it's being carried. It seems to be um, very kind of underground in how it's kind of um, 
how it's kind of appearing on the internet not much interest from mainstream people but i don't think it's really for them um but the third episode is going to be the death of bruiser brody which as we all know is one of the most controversial subjects in wrestling today um what you said earlier about different people having different takes on historic events yeah um that definitely comes into play there you get um abdullah the butcher um tony At- tony atlas and um several other people disagreeing about key facts throughout right. that case okay um so it leaves you with a very subjective overview um and as a result it still is fascinating today obviously um obviously there's the cologne family as well um come over in that as a fairly um i don't want to risk the wrath of the colognes but corrupt organization um at times right um, are we talking about uh the council no no the colognes uh, Car- carlos claims oh no, yeah 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 but yeah, they, they, they the um their dad had this promotion called ccw was it Mm-hmm. Um, um, and he he owned he was part owner of um, the organization that um, Bruce Brody was wrestling for yeah. in Puerto Rico um, yeah. at the time and there is definitely speculative evidence of a cover up that led to um, that led to basically this this crime going unpunished um, and it's a fascinating story. I don't Probably. want to spoil too much, but it I need is, to watch that episode. Sounds very interesting. It is one of the it is one of the best wrestling documentaries I've ever seen. Um, and everybody who has the ability to see it when it when it does air on the twenty fourth of um, April, go out of your way to see it. Um, if you watched only one wrestling documentary this year, that is the one. Um, Wow, we have covered a lot today. Um, I think this has been the inaugural episode of the Beard and Bear Experience Our Power thingy, Bob. (laughs) Five (laughs) hours podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, It has been a real (laughs) WrestleMania of a podcast that it probably went on for a bit too long. However, (laughs) a bit more than an hour. Yeah, I think think we achieved a lot, so I'm quite happy with that. Um, Yeah. Um, Jay, any closing thoughts for our audience and what can we look forward to next week? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> go on jay just predict what wrestling news will be happening next week next week we can cover battle ride 2 from mlw oh that's very true i've um, uh, it, it has already aired um it, it is now available on youtube next, next um, week. and i was very it's now excited available on free sport as well on sky oh, yeah for the uk viewers oh fantastic or listeners should i say <laughs> listeners <laughs> yeah for that for those of you in the uk who are viewing this podcast to play i think it's gonna be on every monday Okay. On free sport on Sky. Very excited to get into MLW. Um, I watched the first match of Battle Right Two um, and thoroughly enjoyed it. I can't, I can't remember who it was. But yeah, me neither. I remember I um, Jimmy Havoc versus um, Filthy, Filthy Tommy Lawler, Tommy, Tommy Face Lawler, Lawler. John, yeah, John, Johnson, Joe John. No, that was quite a good match. Yeah, yeah, I quite enjoyed that whole match. Um, I, I, I. I am very excited to watch and get into a bit of MLW. I've always liked Jim Cornette, um, believe it or not. I, I He's a new addition. Yeah, um, I've been a big fan of his podcast for a while. Um, I think he has some very traditional, um, but some very interesting ideas on how um, on how wrestling should be done. Um, and I think that, well, what's old is new again, you know. And yeah, it's one of yeah. those cases where it's been so long since I've seen him um, on a product that I'm excited to see him 
on a on a wrestling product again. Um, and obviously, MLW has the has the connections that it does um, with the MLW Podcast Network, who yeah. you know produce some of the best podcasts available for wrestling, um, up to and including Bruce Pritchard's something to wrestle with. Bit of it. <laughs> they don't have beard and bear yet um, so you know they're not great but yeah <laughs> okay maybe um, some de- might we call some Defiant next week as well I've not decided yet but I think I might um, dive into that a little bit more a little bit of Defiant um, yeah. yeah I mean that's um, that's part sponsored by What Culture Pro Wrestling I believe I guess so yeah yeah it's um, on the back of on the back of that they kind of created Defiant that was a series of um a series of pay-per-view only kind of events, wasn't it? Yeah, they've got yeah. the weird thing going off now. Um, and it's across the UK and part other parts of the world as well now. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen a puck match um, from Defiant, was quite impressed with it. Um, and they do kind of progress storylines on there nowadays a bit more um, a bit more actively than they did in their backstage segment segments need a lot of work in my opinion but well that's always the case though isn't wrestling it? wise it's, it's quite good I don't think anybody's got back, backstage right for a long time um, WWE's are, are lacking um, I I didn't like I didn't like Lucha Underground um, and their backstage segments I thought they were way too overproduced um, Impact I, I don't rate how they produce backstage. I am yet to say. Just get a guy with a microphone, have him introduce himself, have him introduce the wrestler who's there, um, have him stand there and nod while the wrestler d- cuts a promo. That's how you do backstage. That's how they do it in NXT UK, and they still suck. Yeah, but they're also. <laughs> At NXT UK, they're also doing their promos in front of a magical in front of a magical backdrop that's edited in by computers, um, and it looks completely alien. Um, no, I, yeah. I, I, I long. This is a this is a conversation for another day. But I long for the days of just simple promo, etc. Because otherwise, you're just pretending cameras aren't there. These cameras aren't here while they're while they're. While they're showing my affair, doesn't work. Doesn't work. <laughs> Wrestling companies. Yeah. All of you. Wind your necks in. Beard and Bear Power Hour has completed. It's got. It's run a little bit over. Um, I guess there's nothing else to say. But wherever you are, there you are. <laughs> 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 Bit of bear out. Wow. Nailed it. Uh-huh. <laughs>